Um, do you guys wear Crocs? I do. Yes. But I wear cute Crocs. Most comfortable <laughs> shoes they're ever. They're the ugliest shoes ever. No, but they you can might, find... They're not, they're not good looking, but they're, they're comfy. terrible looking. But you can find cute lady Crocs because I went to Lollapalooza like 10 <laughs> years ago and it always rains and it's always muddy yeah. and I wanted cute shoes. Sure. And they're hot pink. Perfect. And they look like little ballet slippers. So a couple of things. Two surveys. In yeah. one survey, they were just voted the most comfortable shoe. Well, they were third, third most comfortable shoe, but they're in there. On a different survey, they were voted the most ugly shoe. <laughs> the ugliest shoe. They aren't flattering. But <laughs> Crocs is exploding. They're going crazy. People are buying them. And Taco Bell wants in on the action. So Taco Bell and Crocs have gotten together. Oh, no. There's going to be a commemorative Taco Bell-inspired shoe. Taco Bell-inspired Croc. Croco Bell? <laughs> you should have helped them it out. It was killing me not to shout it out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's black and purple. An ombre-like fade with the motto, Live Moss. On the white inside of the slide, they're going to sell for 60 bucks. Am I getting you a pair? Please don't. It sounds like they look like a sauce packet. Have you, know you, have you, have you, you've worn them before, Yeah, though, my right? wife has a pair, and okay. they're comfortable, but yeah. I can't get past how ugly they I are. I won't wear them in public. I might wear them in my yard, but yeah, I, I would never them. even wear them to like the Home Depot. That's how I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's exactly me. I'll wear them around home. Taking so the dogs out. <laughs> what age group do you think is driving the explosion in Crocs? Their sales are up 67% since the middle of the pandemic. Kids. Kids? Because mine are, mine are in that craze. They have like three, four, five different pairs. And you can get the little nubbin you can get the, button yeah, things to exactly. pop in them. So what age do you think, Sandy, oh, is, is, is driving the... Who are the cool cats wearing Crocs? Yep. Who do you think? Who's driving it? Oh, for fun, we'll say... College kids, we'll say, you know, like that teen, late teens, like 18 to 22. Yep, it's more like 22 to 30. Oh? Yep. And one kid quoted in this article says, I know they are the ugliest shoe out there. That's part of what makes it interesting. Crocs and socks. I'm smelling that as a fashion statement as so well. So my daughter, my daughter does that. I'm like, why are you wearing socks with those? <laughs> I know they're the ugliest shoe out there. That's what makes it interesting. Let's just find the ugliest things we can buy because and, they're interesting. And they're not cheap. Yeah, they're not. Well, Service especially industry. if you're going to get a collectible croc like the Croco Bell, the Taco yeah. Bell. And KFC did it. I actually wanted the KFC ones. Did they really? Oh, yeah. Adam's in there <laughs> looking at his shoe. I don't know what's happening. Literally, there. I'm holding my Skechers that have a tear out from that bike accident that happened to be about a month ago. <laughs> I will not wear Crocs. I will keep wearing these same shoes. Your ripped up shoes rather than Ask Crocs. Ask my fiance. I wear the same shoes for years. <laughs> this is probably no surprise. The number one industry where they wear Crocs. The medical healthcare industry. Yep. I've seen that. Comfortable. Yeah. Nurses. On, on your feet a lot. Mm-hmm. Feet, yeah. um, so if you want those Taco Bell Crocs, check that out. They'll go on sale later this month, 60 bucks a pair. We'll be checking the footwear at the blood drive. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> good idea. You want comfortable shoes for the blood drive. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. That's, that's it. I love it. We'll play but it don't let it go. <laughs> Clean <laughs> too tightly. Finish it. <laughs> You're going to lose control. <laughs> Yay! Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. The fearless, fantastic music fan, Brian Niznanski. Hey, I oh, think this is 38 special. Not embarrassing at all. You were feeling it. That was great. <laughs> and you know they're going to be at Summerfest Friday, June 30th. You're going to have to rearrange your uh, meteorological schedule. I'm going to have to. We'll have to be down there at least with the Storm Chaser, and then maybe somehow I can get off 
the 10 o'clock news that night and be able to rock out 38 special at Summerfest sounds pretty good. So to we me. are interviewing the lead singer for Summerfest uh, for a 38 special coming up sometime in the next couple of days. We are interviewing him. I think we're going to play that clip and tell him we want to get this guy up on stage with you. That would be so fun. <laughs> Leave out the part if I remember right. I think I labeled them the B-rate band. Uh, yeah, we'll great. leave that part out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't. Thanks for the tip. We won't. But tell they've them never that. been you know a stadium. I mean, yeah, the Rolling Stones yeah. and then there's 38 special. You know what I'm? Yeah, oh, sure. they're not a stadium act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably <laughs> think they that. should be though. Well, if you can score me backstage passes that way, I'll take it. Oh, then they'll be an A-rate band, won't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, platinum. How fun. So we played the beginning of that song. We played the beginning of that song during a segment earlier today in giving away tickets to Summerfest. We played a little game. We played like 10 seconds, and can you name that band? And Niz, like the first three people couldn't name the band. One said, ah, that's Ario Speedwagon. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've listened to way too many oldies and classic rock to not know 38 Special, that's for sure. Distinct, how about, distinct how about sound. <laughs> yeah. You are my people. Yeah, you name it. Uh, Steve Miller Band, all the good ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right yeah. <laughs> all right, Niz. So, hey, I'm not uh, too far from you guys. I'm outside. I'm literally yeah, where like are a you? block and a half from you guys. Okay. Uh, second in Wisconsin. We're um, right outside the Milwaukee Night Market that's underway um, on Wisconsin Avenue. This place is packed already, man. There, People are ready to, ready oh, to go tonight. It's uh, Wednesday night, and you would think it was Friday night down here, which is great to see. So um, we're just on the corner of 2nd in Wisconsin. Anybody listening, come say hello. We'll be live at the 6 o'clock news as well. So, so you're by uh, the be a decent night. Oh, so you're by the new back. So you're by the new symphony building. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it looks cool. I like the sign. That's Sandy. That's all lit up. It yeah, it's cool. beautiful. Sorry, I interrupted um, you your meteorological that? flow there. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'll talk Wisconsin Avenue all, although a lot. I mean, the addition of you guys down here, Third Street Market Hall, I mean, the theater. I mean, this used to be kind of a dead area, right, downtown? Yes, and this yes. has really started to pop off, which is great. All right, so kind of lead us through tonight the next couple of days. Uh, I saw sunshine was in the forecast for tomorrow. Now it sounds like it might be kind of hazy, huh? Yeah, you know, today the smoke ruined our sunshine again. I mean, wildfire smoke is back. It's Canadian wildfire smoke once again. And we could actually see some of our thickest smoke late tonight into tomorrow morning. We might wake up tomorrow morning to some pretty smoky skies, even some of that smoke working down towards the surface. I don't know if you caught any of the Brewers game today, uh, but you noticed how hazy and smoky it was in the Twin Cities. That could be us tomorrow. That smoke is going to work its way down uh, towards us. So, Do you recommend we sleep with the windows closed, Niz, tonight? Or is that not necessary? Think, honestly, if it's if smoke is if you get bothered by smoke and you know already this year you've been bothered bothered by smoke, I think it's a good idea uh, to close up the windows. Um, I think we could have some of our worst air quality conditions late tonight and into tomorrow morning, especially if you're away from Lake Michigan. There's a breeze off of the lake. A lake breeze has developed, and that breeze could actually protect us from some of the smoke. So if you're inland, I would recommend if you got asthma, you got issues with smoky air, that's. That's something that you might want to think about, keeping those windows closed tonight. All right, meteorologist Brian Nisnansky, enjoy yourself down at the market. Yeah, we'll do, guys. I'll tell you, it's tempting. I wish I, I, wish I wasn't working. A lot of fun down here. <laughs> Maybe we'll see you in a little bit. All right, thanks, Niz. Right, see you later, guys. Bye. It is Flag Day, the day where we reflect on and celebrate the flag of the United States. 
Adoption of the flag took place in 1777. 100 years later was the first celebration of Flag Day. I wanted to share a poem with you that I've read throughout the years on Flag Day. It's called, I Am the Flag. I am the flag of the United States of America. My name is Old Glory. I fly atop the world's tallest buildings. I stand watch in America's halls of justice. I fly majestically over institutions of learning. I stand guard with power in the world. Look up and see me. I stand for peace, honor, truth, and justice. I stand for freedom. I am confident. I am arrogant. I am proud. When I'm flown with my fellow banners, my head is a little higher. My colors a little truer. I bow to no one. I am recognized all over the world. I am worshipped. I am saluted. I am loved. I am revered. I am respected. I am feared. I have fought in every American battle for more than 200 years. I was flown at Valley Forge with George Washington, Gettysburg with Lincoln, Shiloh, and Appomattox. I was there at San Juan Hill, the trenches of France, and the Argonne Forest, Anzio, Rome, and the beaches of Normandy. Guam, Okinawa, Korea, the Kaishan, Saigon, Vietnam, they all know me. I was there. I led my troops. I was dirty, battle-worn and tired, but my soldiers cheered me, and I was proud. I've been burned, torn, and trampled on the streets of countries I have helped set free. It does not hurt, for I'm invincible. I have been soiled upon, burned, torn, and trampled in the streets of my country, and when it's done by those whom I've served in battle, it hurts. But I shall overcome. For I am strong. I have slipped the bonds of earth and stood watch over the uncharted frontiers of space from my vantage point on the moon. I have borne silent witness to all of America's finest hours. But my finest hours are yet to come. When I am torn into strips and used as bandages for my wounded comrades on the battlefield, when I am flown at half-mast to honor my soldiers, or when I lie in the trembling arms of a grieving parent at the grave of their fallen son or daughter. I am proud. I am the flag of the United States of America. Written in 1994 by Howard Schnauber. It gives me goosebumps. It almost literally makes me cry. We have a lot of divisiveness in this country. We have a lot of things that we don't agree on. We have a lot of things that we fight about, some of it legitimate, some of it not. And we fight about those things and argue about those things. We discuss those things and laugh about them. We cry about them and reflect on them under the flag of the United States of America. When that flag flies to me, that flag means pride. It means reverence. It means standing up for what's right. It means talking about doing the right thing, trying harder to do the right thing, coming together on things where we don't agree, Fighting together, laughing together, being together. To me, the flag means we're here. We're in it. I might not like you much right now, but I can learn to get along with you because we all live under the flag of the United States of America. It's about pride. It's about my grandpa that served at Pearl Harbor and had the flag flying from the destroyer, the USS Honolulu, as the bombs fell through the deck and he slept below. It's a flag that my other grandpa wore on his left shoulder 
as he jumped out of airplanes as a paratrooper in World War II. That's the flag. That's the flag. And I'm proud of the flag. Brandon, you served. I'm really interested in your perspective on the flag. Yeah, it's uh, to me it means home. You know, uh, no matter where I was, uh, I served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, it always was a comfort for me. Uh, I wore that flag on my right shoulder uh, for 12 years. I would do it again for another 12 years. Uh, it means an opportunity for so many people, uh, regardless of race, religion, creed, any of that. Um, it, it it is a reminder for me for the friends that didn't make it home uh, from our time in service. And it also gives me a, a reminder of the friends that did make it home that um, just couldn't battle through their demons. It's, it's a, it's a harsh reality for some people to realize the things that people went through for that flag. And you don't have to look too far for a great example, a recent example and not to pick on her, but Brittany Griner who uh, didn't stand for that flag at the the national anthem in the WNBA, unfortunately got locked up in Russia, and now stands for that flag because she's seen, unfortunately, what that flag doesn't mean in other countries. It's an opportunity. It's the greatest country in the world. You don't have to agree with it, but I promise you, uh, from seeing other things in this world, it is the greatest country in the world, and that is not in question. And where are the United States? And to me, when I see that flag, my parents raised me to be a good citizen. So I am proud to be part of this country, and I want to be part of the things that make it better. And I want to appreciate all those different colors of the flag and all the different people and thoughts and ideas that come from our community and our country as a whole. And that it is our differences that make us stronger because we learn from each other and this is home as much as John and I talk about enjoying travel and yes, I'm going to England and I love that too, but I always have a sense of I'm glad I'm going home mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy visiting these other countries. I know my home is the USA. A couple of texts work in here really quick. Marty and Racine, since I served in the military for 14 years, the flag represents freedom to me. The red stands for the blood spilled in battle. The blue represents the sky. The white represents purity. Jeff and Fox Point, I think it symbolizes our freedom and the sacrifices many people made to establish and preserve it. Robin West Alice, the flag reminds me of unity after 9-11. I hope in this political climate it doesn't take another tragedy to bring us all back together again. Uh, from the 414, the flag is ungodly. It promotes ungodliness, and I will never accept it. Okay, I mean, you're allowed to have that opinion. That's that's part of the flag. As the mom of a Wisconsin Army National Guardsman and volunteer for Honor Flight, the flag represents the freedoms we enjoy and the sacrifices made by veterans to ensure and protect our freedom. I'll just say this. We don't have to get along on every single subject, but respect each other and respect the flag. And respect the men and women who have fought under it, have died under it, and have made a difference under it. That's the flag.